0: Hey, everybody, welcome back to We Are Podcast. This is We Are Begoo season two, episode 11, Geekster Dating and Friends app with Tom Houser. If this is your first time checking out the podcast network, please head over to your favorite podcast app Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, or iTunes and give We Are Podcast Network a like. And if you get a chance, head over to our social media. All links can be found in the description. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Backslash We Are Podcast. And with that said, on to the podcast. We are Bagu. Hey, everybody. Welcome to We Are Bagu, a video game podcast. Where we talk Atari to Steam and everything in between. I am your host, Doc. Today, I'm here with the amazing, the incredible, the uncanny, Tom Mescal. Tom is the founder, CEO, creator, I think of everything across the board, Geekster LLC, which is a dating app that is for nerds and geeks, basically. So, dating and friends app, I should say, primarily for geeks. This is a crazy idea that I think needs to be out there. I think people need to download. Download this app right away and give it a try. Not only can you find a partner on there, but you can find some people to hang out with. That is awesome. That is such a good idea. But Tom, let's start a little bit by talking about where you were born and raised. Where are you from?
1: Sure. So I was born in Minnesota, up in the far northern tundras. I do my best to hide my accent, don't you know? Um, (laughs) Then I, uh, I actually moved down to Florida when I was little. My parents moved down to Florida, so I went with them, and yeah. Been there ever since i went to college at smu and that brought me here and then since the southwest part of florida isn't known for having a lot of people our age I came back where I stayed here.
0: <laughs> so you went to SMU and you went for a Bachelor of Arts in Film, Cinema and Video Studies. Is that correct?
1: I did. Yes, I did.
0: Did you have nerdy interests from a young age, geeky interests or film interests? What were you kind of like? So
1: when I was little, most, you know, most kids, when you're little, your dad will watch football with you. My dad never watched football with me. We would always sit down and we would watch old movies like John Wayne movies and things like that. So I grew up really liking movies from an early age. I watched Beast Wars, I watched Spider-Man, I watched Batman, all those shows that came out in the you know mid to late 90s, DuckTales, Darkwing Duck, all that stuff. I watched all that. But to me that wasn't really nerdy. That was just that was just what everyone watched. That was, you know, mainstream. Everybody watched those shows. Everybody watched Batman the animated series. Everybody watched Spider-Man. I never really read comic books much, but I'm dyslexic. Reading comic books was hard for me to do, so I would just watch the Spider-Man TV show. You know, that's how I knew about them, not mm-hmm. from reading comic books or anything. And I watched Star Wars because, you know, everybody did. And I actually like the prequels more
0: than most people do. And Really?
1: I do and I like them a lot more and I'm probably going to catch some flack for this, but I don't care. I like them a lot more than the sequels.
0: You know what? I think it's your age range because I think you're right on the fringe of it. You kind of grew up with the prequels, right? And so they have a special place in your generation's heart. My sure. girlfriend's the exact same way. Oh. She's 26 and she loves the prequels. And so oh, yeah. there's Obi-Wan show that's coming on soon. She's all about that. You know? What I mean? all right.
1: Oh yeah. No, me too. I- I'm excited for that, but I just finished the First season of The Mandalorian, so no spoilers.
0: No spoilers. No spoilers. All right. I, the only thing I'll say is it's great.
1: I uh, just whatever. Don't worry. YouTube thumbnails have spoiled everything. I know um, <laughs> Boba Fett shows up, obviously, because now he's got a show. I know other people show up, so yeah, I know all that stuff happens. But anything else, I have no idea.
0: But you're a busy guy. I mean, even in college, you had fraternities. Uh, Beta Epsilon Chi, is that right? Did I say that right? Beta
1: Epsilon Chi, and then I switched to another fraternity, Delta uh, Delta. I spent a lot of time there doing things like philanthropy chair, fundraising chair, assistant treasurer, person in charge of ritual, all that kind of stuff. So, so I stayed busy.
0: You were mm-hmm. a founding father of that. Is that correct? I
1: was, yeah. I was a founding father of Delta Delta. Some of my fraternity brothers at SMU, and they turned me on to a D&D for the first time. I was living in a house with some fraternity brothers, and they're like, let's play D&D. I didn't know what it was, so I figured, okay, I'll give it a shot. And there were five people playing, two of which, not including the DM, were taking it very seriously. Like, hardcore, straight edge, we're going to take it seriously. (laughs) Myself, another fellow, we're like, eh, this seems silly. So the other guy, we walked into a fantasy CVS, and he was like, hey, where are your nudie magazines? (laughs) And the DM is just all flustered because, you know, we're not taking the story seriously. And then fast forward a couple of years later my best friend he was going through some personal issues and he said to me hey I'd really like to play D&D with you and my two other best friends Lord of the Rings themed and I thought oh that sounds like a lot of fun I really like Lord of the Rings and I really like spending time with you so let's do it and it was almost the fact that I needed something that kind of grounded me in something I already knew of like D&D the whole like universe and whatnot it wasn't something I'd heard of before but doing it in a Lord of the Rings setting made it feel a little more grounded. It made it more fun. And now, you know, fast forward, I don't know, six, seven years later, I love playing DD. I just finished playing Curse of Strahd with my friends. And now I'm DMing my own pirate themed DD campaign. And I'm actually more of a geek now than I was when I was younger. Because when I was younger, I thought, okay, well, this is. You know, this is what everybody likes. And then I kind of went to SMU and SMU isn't known for being very geeky school, but I found some people who did like that kind of thing. And I kind of evolved into it more. And I didn't even know Comic-Cons were a thing probably till I was 22 years old. I had no idea that was a thing.
0: Well, that's what I want to talk about. You got the bona fides with the d d but also you do some cosplay. Mm -hmm. I've seen it online through uh, Instagram, also the videos you used to do. You do one hell of a Tony Stark. Well, one hell you. of one. Thank, excellent, you. thank you. Excellent cosplay. Uh, is that who you usually go as? or?
1: I kind of wanted to go with somebody I looked like. And I really like the character of Tony Stark. Iron Man's okay, but I've always really liked Tony Stark. Like My three favorite movies are Black Hawk Down, Tombstone, and Iron Man. The first Iron Man, because most of the movie, he's Tony Stark. He's not in the suit. And I like the character of Tony Stark more than I do the suit. And the best thing about cosplaying Tony Stark, not Iron Man, is you get pockets. (laughs) You don't get pockets when you're wearing a full-on Iron Man suit. Someone has to carry all your stuff around. I don't have to do that. And I get to drink Iced tea when I'm walking around conventions
0: and be in character too. I exactly, mean, exactly. Yes, exactly. You channel with oh, yeah. Tony Stark well. I caught an interview you did with somebody else, and you were giving them hell about their Captain America T-shirt. And I was like, "That's awesome," because it says something. I want just like that T-shirt sucks. And I was just like, <laughs> I was like, "Bravo, very nicely done."
1: Well, thank you. I, 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 you know, I do what I can. I do what I can. I tend to do characters similar to that. Like I've got an Oberyn Martell. Oh, I man. like cosplays. Where, for me, it's more about acting. Like, I get to act like the character. And, you know, I pick characters who are fun to impersonate, if you will. Captain America is fun. It's a really neat costume. And I have an, an old Captain America costume from college. But in Captain America, the character is fun, but he's a little boring. Like, he's a Boy Scout, really. And I like characters who are a little more fun and exciting with a little more flares. You can tell by, based on what I'm wearing, I'm wearing a teal vest, purple and pink necktie, and a navy blue shirt popping with characters oh yeah and everything i'm wearing is a geekster color
0: let's actually get to talking about geekster the idea for geekster around january 2018 it looks like the idea kind of came to you and what is the story behind it i guess you were dating a girl and things kind of went south and things got
1: exactly so my first comic con i went to i met this girl who you know we really hit it off we went out on a couple of dates and then sadly things didn't work out but Then I saw her on another dating website a couple weeks, you know, a month or so later. And I sent her a message on there and said, hey, you know, your profile doesn't say you like any of the things you do. Like she loved dressing up in costumes. She loved cosplay. She loved Disney. Really, she just said she likes traveling, beer and sports, which I knew she hated sports. So I don't know why she said that. (laughs) I don't want people to think I'm weird. So. I tell mm. people I like these things till I get to know them enough, and I thought, well, that is kind of shitty. Yeah, I don't know if I'm allowed to swear on here. Fuck okay. yeah,
0: you are. You say all right. Everyone.
1: Fuck it. Great. <laughs> um, I'm like, well, that's shitty because so much of meeting people in today's society is, you know, what do you look like? In dating apps, we're conditioned to think, okay, this person is attractive, swipe yes. This person is unattractive, swipe no, without even looking at what do they like. You could be the most attractive person in the world, but if you think Comic-Cons are dumb, you think D&D is dumb, you think all this stuff is dumb that I like, it's not going to work out because you need to have common interests. And plus, another thing is there's one dating app where women need to talk first And a lot of my female friends will say, well, I don't like that because, well, I don't know what to say. And society also conditions us that the guy has to make the first move and this is turning it on its head. And, you know, one time I was on that app and they just typed a period in the message and sent me a period. And they did that so that the timer wouldn't run out. But I just kind of thought, well, you know, you looked at my profile. I say some things in my profile, but in your profile, it just says I like brunch and you got pictures. (laughs) I can only talk about your love of brunch so much. Now, I mean, brunch is fun. Don't get me Mm -hmm. wrong. But there's only so much I can do with the word brunch. (laughs) So, you know, and that's kind of why I got the idea. And I know people have lots of interests, like sports are an interest. Traveling is an interest. But on Geekster... I want it to be a safe place for people like you and people like me who like all these things, who like cosplay, who like Star Wars, who like Renfairs, who are furries, who like fan fiction. And nobody's ever going to say, oh, well, you're weird for liking those because everybody on the app likes the same stuff. Nobody's going to call you out and you're like, oh, you like Renfairs? What a loser. No one's going to say that because a lot of the people on the app like Ren Fairs. I've only been to one, but I like Ren Fairs. Things transpire where I can never make it to the Ren Fair up in uh, DFW, but I always like Ren Fairs. You know, it's not so much what's not on the app. It's more of, you know, what are the things on the app that you like? And let's try to connect you with people who like the same things, which is why when you look at the interface of the app, it's set up very much like a Magic the Gathering style card. You've got the picture of the person, obviously, but then you have their stats, which are all the interests they like out of the 25 plus interests we have. And then you have what's called synergy. And synergy is what you have in common. So you don't have to open their profile you don't have to go and think, well, okay, they like cosplay, I like cosplay, and they like Comic-Cons, and I like Comic-Cons, and, and they like sci-fi, and I like sci-fi too. It tells you right away, this is what they like, this is what you both like. So start a conversation based on that, as opposed to just picture and brunch.
0: <laughs> and let's list them real quick for everyone, so you know sure, that yeah. you are included in this. Mm-hmm. Anime, technology, tabletop games, TV, superheroes, steampunk, science, sci-fi, renfares, fairs. Reenacting RPG, Pokemon Go, manga, music, LARP, horror, history, furry, fantasy, fan fiction, Disney, cosplay, Comic Con, books, novels, movies, video games, and cartoons. So across the board, you're going to have something in common with somebody else on this app. So oh, yeah. you have so many choices down the line and it's all nerdy stuff. And I love what you said. There's a stigma attached to being a geek or a nerd. For some yeah. reason we're looked down upon, but we make up the majority of the population. Most of us have interests, you know, whether it be Star Trek, the next generation or the new Pokemon that just came out, you're going to have common interests with somebody else. And I mean, I see Darkwing Duck in the background. You know, yep. right oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I love Darkwing Duck. Drake oh, Mallard's yeah. the
1: shit. Oh yeah, no, Darkwing Duck is fantastic. I've had that toy ever since it came out on TV.
0: That's what I'm saying. So right there, whenever you know you have a common interest with somebody, you can begin a conversation and talk. And that's why this is genius. And by putting stuff on mainstream, such as, like you said, furry, that could be looked down upon. But instead, you're saying, no, it's okay to be a furry, and it's okay to have that in common with other people. And your interest is validated here, and we're going to try to find you some friends or maybe find you a partner, and we'll see what happens. It's a great, great thing.
1: This is my second idea for a dating app. My first idea, UT Dallas has a business pitch competition first app idea i had didn't really go anywhere i didn't place yeah i didn't even get to the semi-final round so i was like well shoot i'm in this class i'm working on the app and the teacher says you should apply it i'm like all right cool so i apply it in i get into the semi-finals in the semi-final judging i get grilled on the finances of the app so i bring my friend to help me talk about the finances because he was a finance guy they didn't ask me a single question about finances in the final judging what Um, they didn't ask me one finance question and the final judging, and I end up getting third place. I saw that. And so, I and the only reason I didn't get first place is because I didn't have an interactive mock-up of the app.
0: Did that give you the push then to be able to go forward with it? You were like, no, So it no. wasn't just
1: that that gave me the push, because I got some prize money, which was good. But what really gave me the push was like meeting people at Comic Cons and, you know, telling them about this idea and they saying, Oh wow, that's really neat. That would be really awesome. That to me was really when i decided this app makes sense it makes more sense it's not just another generic dating app that you know anybody can get on and you know there's no rhyme or reason like there are apps for people based on religion based on race based on all kinds of factors but there are no dating apps based on interests which i would argue is one of the more important things
0: absolutely
1: perhaps and avengers endgame did not get to be the highest grossing movie of all times because Nobody's a geek. Nobody's a nerd. Spider-Man isn't still in movie theaters because only a fringe subset of the population enjoys that movie. It's because everybody likes those things. It's because this geeky stuff is becoming more mainstream. Witcher is on Netflix. You have Disney Plus, which really pushes the Mandalorian hard. You have all these things that up until Ten years ago, these things were kind of strange. I mean, I didn't know what The Witcher was then. Granted, my friend who really loves The Witcher told me all about it. So I like The Witcher and I read all the books. So that gave me the push. Getting third place in that competition really definitely helped. But the push to, hey, I should go do this, really came from talking to people and having my friends and just other people tell me, hey, this is a good idea. You should go do this.
0: And I think it's a great idea. I really think you're onto something here. I think that it's getting it in the hands of the people people the the girk uh, the Gurk, the nerd and the geek culture i could say oh, girk. girk i don't know in my head i put geek and nerd together it came out girk. i mean
1: hey there you go let's <laughs> put, let's let's coin a new term <laughs>
0: girk. But it's, like it. girk hey everyone it's just duck jumping in here real quick to say thank you so much for checking out the podcast today if you're enjoying it head over to your favorite podcast app spotify stitcher podbean or itunes and give we are podcast network a like And if you get a chance, head over to our social media. All links can be found in the description. You can find us at Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at backslash we are podcast. And with that, back to the podcast. I want to talk about the the draw and um, discard. Discard, yes. How does that work?
1: Draw Discard, it's a card game-esque style. I wanted the app to be more than just like a swipe left, swipe right, because a lot of people have probably done it. You set your phone down, and I do what's called the Tinder treadmill, where you put your index and your middle finger, and you kind of just swipe as fast as you can on people and see who you pick or who you match with. And that's great, but I want people to focus on the shared interests, which is why there's no swiping. You either click draw or discard. Draw is yes. Discard is no. Much like in a card game.
0: So when you hit draw, that Mm -hmm. means that you're cool to go. And then it takes you to that person's profile and you can actually read over it and see what you have in common at that point. So
1: what actually happens is, so let's say you're on the app and you see my face. My face shows up. It'll say, Tom, it'll show you my photo, which is... Like you mentioned, the photo of me addresses Tony Stark. It'll say how many interests I have and it'll say what our synergy is. And then you can click on my profile. It'll expand it. You can look at the rest of my photos. You can see what those synergistic interests are. You can also read a little about me blurb if I write one, which I do. But then if you click draw, what'll happen is that'll tell the app that you want to match with me. And then when I see your profile and I click draw, then we are connected and a new chat box will open up in the app, and you can chat. If either of us says discard, that means that we don't get the opportunity to match.
0: And this changes every day at noon You get a new match. Is that correct?
1: It does, yes. We don't want people to blitz through profiles like some people can do on other dating apps that I shan't name. Yes, you're just swiping, swiping. You're not looking at the person, and we feel by having a set number of matches per day you will spend more time and focus on those users. Maybe instead of, if I have unlimited matches a day, you know, I'm not going to sit and look at each profile. I'm just going to look for somebody whose face I like and I'll click on them. But what we want you to do is, instead of doing that, by giving you a set amount of profiles, which as we get more users and the app gets bigger, Will expand. Right now it's limited to five per day, but eventually that will expand and get bigger and bigger and bigger. I mean, it'll never get to the point where you have 50 a day because I always want you to be able to look at the profile and decide is this somebody I like for what they like? Or am I just looking at their picture? Now, don't get me wrong. That's important. Physical attraction is very important. But at the end of the day, you still need to look at those interests. And we feel that by limiting the amount of profiles you get per day, you'll be more apt to look at said interests.
0: And hopefully not judge a book by its cover. The other thing is you can become friends with somebody. And friendships can blossom into Lord knows what. So. Right. It's important to realize, like, even though you're looking at pictures, you might not be physically attracted to them. They're going to have common interests with you. Mm -hmm. So you're going to be able to make a friend at least. And so go for it, you know, take a chance. That's what a lot of dating apps. They just have a bunch of people on there and guys write stupid stuff to girls and then the girls show it to their friends and they laugh at you. That's what they're doing. But this gives you an opportunity to be like, so I see like Pokemon Go. Do you ever, you know, go out with a group of people or anything? There's an opportunity there. You've opened the door, you planted the seeds and also just find common ground. I love it. I think it's a wonderful idea and uh, it's so awesome. And also it's 100% free to download and use. So why are you not downloading it and using it? You got to get out there and try it out. It says you do not have to pay for the core functions. Are there going to be an additional functions built into the app eventually?
1: So eventually we will build in what are called freemium functions, and that will either take the form of a subscription service or an in-game currency, if you will. We haven't decided which yet. So if you listeners at home have any preference, I guess comment below or email us. But my mentality is... And a lot of apps do this. Like I'll download all the new dating apps that I can find that come out. And there are some weird ones out there. There is one where you had to play a game before you could match with somebody, but the game never worked. Anyway, (laughs) my, my thought is, why would I pay a membership to an app? You know, that's going to make me send a message to you. But if I want to read your reply, I have to pay the app. That makes no sense. Well, that was the model back in the 90s, back in the early 2000s. We've moved past that. So this app, you will always be able to look at matches, match with people and chat for free, that will never go away. You will always be able to use the core functionality of the app. Now there could be add-ons, like if you want more matches per day, that might be an add-on feature. But the core functionality, matching with people and talking to people, will never go away.
0: I've also seen that you've ran a lot of events pre-COVID. You were running a ton yeah. of events. and personally, you would have like uh, meetups, different, I guess, panels, stuff like that. And I know that you talked before about wanting to run panels in the future, such as how to talk to women or how to talk to men or how to be geeky. Is that something you're still looking to do in the future here?
1: So it is, yes. Are you familiar with AllCon?
0: No, no, no. What okay, is
1: Allcon? AllCon is this uh, comic book convention for your users, anyone who knows what DragonCon is. It's a smaller version of DragonCon that happens here in DFW. It's an awesome time. This year, it's March 10th to the 13th. So check it out if you're available. A shameless plug. Um, But we've done speed dating at those events. People love that because you don't necessarily go to a convention with a bunch of people like I did. My first time I went with one other friend, but now I've got tons of friends at these conventions. So speed dating is a great way to make new friends and meet new people. We did a dating workshop at one Convention, talking about the theories of dating, talking about social dynamics and all kinds of stuff. This year at Alcon, in addition to doing speed dating sessions, we're also going to be doing a cosplay happy hour. And what that'll be is that'll be in the hotel bar. It'll be the Friday of Alcon at 6 p.m. And what it'll do is it'll give people a chance to get to know each other and kind of mingle. And another layer to that is it'll be a bingo event. Oh, nice. So everyone will get a little cosplay themed bingo card and you can go around, you know, it'll say, find somebody who this is their first time at Alcon, you know, check the box. Find somebody who um, their costume broke today, check the box. And you get bingo, and then we'll be giving out Geekster swag. We've got some really exciting new Geekster items coming out. But in the past, we've been giving out little drawstring bags. We'll still have those, but we've also got some really neat new things coming down the pipeline. So moving forward, what I really wanted to do right before COVID is I wanted to start doing D&D nights out at bars.
0: Oh, that would have and I had awesome.
1: a bar all lined up and it was going to be great because I've got a lot of friends, and I'm sure you do too, that never played D&D. They've always wanted to, but sitting down in a campaign setting where everybody else knows what they're doing, but you don't, is a little daunting. So this allows you to go to a bar. There's a DM who'll run a quick little hour or so session and you know, you can have fun. And then I also wanted to do like a PVP tournament where you'd have you and I would PVP D&D battle each other and then, you know, do like a March Madness bracket system. And then the winner would get something. But yeah, so stuff like that. And then I also want to do more speed dating sessions some trivia nights and you know all kinds of stuff. And if any of your listeners have any ideas of what kind of events they'd want to see either online or in person, you know, feel free to shoot us a message.
0: I was going to say you're kind of the Cupid of the geeks then. So, you know,
1: I get, you know, I guess so. I guess so. Not a big fan of diapers though. So um, I'll never (laughs) cosplay as Cupid. That would just be weird. Um, Yeah, no, that would just be weird. But no, so actually, you know, you bring that up. We're going to make a Geekster character. He's going to be called Captain Geekster. And his whole idea is, you know, goes around helping people meet each other. It's kind of a little bit of a play on Captain America, but not much. I thought about incorporating Cupid somehow, but I couldn't really figure out how to do that without, again, me having to wear a diaper and, you know, <laughs> shoot people with arrows. So we'll see. But there will be a Captain Geekster coming out and eventually we want to make a comic book out of him.
0: Oh, that's cool.
1: Right now we're working on something new. It's going to be a referral system because we want to get people in the community to kind of advocate for Geekster, but we want a way to track it so that they can get rewards. A referral system, a lot of apps have these, you know, you yourself, you have your code, you put it on your website, anybody who signs up with your code, we can track that and then you would get, you know, points and then you get certain number of points and you get geeks or swag like t-shirts or backpacks or you know, what have you, or you know, free Comic-Con tickets too. Because we really want to involve the community because this is an app for us. For you, for me, for anybody who likes any of the 25 plus things on our app. It's not just for someone who likes Star Wars and is single. This app is for somebody who maybe they're in a relationship, but they just moved to a new city and they don't have any friends. You know, they want to play D&D, but they don't know how to find someone to play D&D with. And you can't walk into a bar and say, hey, hey, man, do you like to play (laughs) D&D? You you can't do that. So that's why this is an app for both dating and friends, because it's hard for me to find people who like the interests I have. Like. I have groups of friends. I have my nerdy friends that I play D&D with. I have my Comic-Con friends. And I have my friends that they don't know what D&D is. And, you know, we all have different things in common. And sometimes there's overlap, but, you know, sometimes there isn't. And this app really helps people find others who like the things they do, whether they want to date the person or that they just want to be platonic friends. It's up to them to make that distinction, not to me. We just provide the platform and the medium in which they can do that. And whether that's in-person events, online events, or the app, we want to be there to facilitate connections with people.
0: And we met you at Palooza. You were there we did, and yes. you were taking numbers. And it was funny because I called over to my girlfriend. And I was like, put your number in here because we're polyamorous. So I was okay. like, get on this. This sounds like an awesome idea. And I mean, from the moment you told me what it was, I was like, sold. And so I, I think down the line, everyone else who is a nerd or a geek or listens to this podcast, which is a video game podcast, they're going to be down for this because it's Perfect. it's hard to find your match out there. And it is harder to find friends sometimes. A lot of us are introverts, myself included. Okay. Uh, so it's very complicated. So I think this is a great tool for everyone to use.
1: Like I said, those referral codes, that'll be dropping into beta testing probably sometime this week. Oh, nice. Um, So if you or any of your listeners are interested in being a beta tester for that referral system, or When it comes out, if you want to be in part of our ambassador program, then that would set you up. When people sign up the app using the referral code, they'll basically be entered into a point system where you're kind of like a telethon or whatnot. You know, you hit this level and then you get this thing. Like when we were kids, like Harry Carter, I had to sell wrapping paper at Christmas. And if I sold so much wrapping paper, I would get a thing. I don't know if they do that anymore, but that's what I had to do when I was a kid.
0: Right. I remember that. This is in DFW mainly right now, but you're looking to expand, correct?
1: We want to start out in certain geographical areas and then expand. I tell my CTO all the time that I would rather we had a thousand people in DFW than five or 10,000 people all over the country, because the problem you're going to run into there is, you know, let's say one of your listeners lives up in Anchorage, Alaska, they're going to get on the app thinking, Oh, this is great. And, you know, they might be a little disappointed because we may not have a lot of people in Anchorage, Alaska, I want people to have great user experiences. So most of our advertising right now is limited to Texas, and Atlanta. And I say Atlanta because I go to Dragon Con every year and I really like Dragon Con. I have a lot of friends there. So it's limited to those places. You can use the app no matter where you live in the US. And that's not a problem. And I would encourage people who live outside to download it and to share it with their friends, because that's really how the app is going to grow. You know, advertising works to some extent, but word of mouth is really the best way to get it out, especially because it's something that it's more personable because we all know somebody who can benefit from this app. And if doesn't matter if you go out LARPing every weekend, or you just went to go see the new Spider-Man movie last week because you were out of town like me, there's no, you know, you must be this geeky to apply. You can be as geeky or as little of a geek as you want to, because it doesn't matter. It's very welcoming. There's no test you have to take. Nobody's going to ask you who shot first, Han or Greedo. <laughs> Nobody's going to ask you that. It's all just if you feel like this is an app for you because you like these things, then you should be on this app. If you think, wow, I really can't wait to watch the new Ben Kenobi TV show, or I really can't wait to see Multiverse of Madness, this app is for you. Absolutely, It doesn't matter how much or how little of a geek you are. As long as you like these things, then this app is for you
0: hundred percent so everyone you can go get it on android you can go get it on your iphone so apple store and play store hands down you can go online go to the website and link it to where you need to be you need to follow geekster we got instagram twitter where else are you located i I think we're on facebook
1: we're on youtube and we are on tiktok
0: Okay. ooh, TikTok's the big one. TikTok's the oh, big yeah. one. You always got to hit TikTok. That's where everyone's at right now. So with that said, I appreciate you being here, Tom. Thank you so much. And everyone, everything's linked in the description. So go download it right now. Hit my referral code because I'm putting mine out there. I want oh, them great. to know that I pushed it. Okay. Awesome. So, I love it. So Tom, thank you again for your time. And this has been Duck and I've been here with Tom. And thank you for listening. Awesome. Thank you for having me. And there it is. Thank you again so much for checking out the podcast today. If you enjoyed it, head over to your favorite podcast app, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, and iTunes, and give We Are Podcast Network a like. And if you've enjoyed this podcast, you're going to love the other podcasts here on the We Are Podcast Network. We have We Are Arrow, where we talk movies, entertainment, whatever the fuck we want to talk about. That's me, that's Jake, and that's Javi. We're breaking down that pop culture, and we're having so much fun. Heroes Jiro's A Dungeons and Distractions side Quest. Me and the boys were playing some D&D. You can start that one from Season 1, Episode 1. It's a blast the whole way through. And I Hate Being Sober. Personal stories from epic people. I sit down with some of my favorite people of all time. We talk about their trials, their tribulations, and their journey this far. And finally, our new live video podcast, Camp Slash Horrorcast, where we're going to have a roundtable discussion about our favorite horror movies. That'll be available on Twitch and YouTube streaming every Monday at 8 p.m. Check the links in the description to find out what movies we'll be watching. Also, check the links in the description for our social media. You can find us at Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at backslash we are podcast network. With that said, thank you so much for checking out the podcast today. Please remember to support local comedy in any way that you can. We'll see you next time.